0: Tell It Again podcast, the show for all of the best stories that you have never heard. This is episode two, uh, back in the saddle this evening. I'm here to, before I get into this week's episode, um, a little bit last week, I talked about how I felt like I was missing some kind of creative outlet, and I kind of talked about how stand-up comedy was what I thought was going to be a good idea for me or something that I can do. That didn't work out, meaning I never actually tried it. I just realized that, okay, this might be a little bit harder than than I'm anticipating, which is a lot of things. I've come to realize that I know just enough in life to get me in trouble in a lot of situations. Um, I thought I knew the basics about taking out an old light fixture and putting in a ceiling fan so my children would be cool at night. And I fried my entire electrical panel because apparently the panel was from World War II, and that wasn't supposed to happen, so technically it wasn't all my fault. My actions may have played a role, but there should have been a fail-safe to have saved me from me. But I... Um, I started playing around on Twitter. Unrelated to that, of the, the electrical thing, I started playing around on Twitter, and I... You know I, I see what goes viral and I my favorite thing about seeing Twitter is it's this this weird internet ecosystem of ideas and jokes and and garbage and trash and things that people say, and you can see a lot of bullshit on it, but you can also see a lot of really funny things, and then you can you can also see a lot of things that are completely unfunny not funny at all, really, and they have 14,000 retweets. And I click on these people's profiles, and they have like 400 followers. And now, I have 77, okay? So I get it. I'm not expecting to be the retweet queen, king or queen. It's 2018. I'm not expecting you to be any member royal of the royal family for retweets on Twitter. But I have zero, zero engagement at all. And... So, what I was talking about last week with the, the stand-up comedy thing, I started saying these jokes on Twitter. I think a lot of the stuff that I say is funny. I, I'll let you know. So, I'm a big LA Chargers fan. I'm, before I get all of my listeners that are uh, big San Diego Chargers fans, I've never fucking lived in San Diego, man. I'm from the desert. I Uh, it's my closest NFL team. I really enjoy watching Charger football. Um, when they moved, uh, it didn't really matter to me. The only thing that it helped me in was, uh, it's closer to where I live now. So I can go to games more. So at the end of the day, the move has benefited me. So get over it. But I sometimes live in a lot of the places that a lot of the players live And I'm, one day I'm at Target and I see number 37, safety, Jalila die. right? He's walking, I'm passing through, so I'm parked in the red zone. I got my uh, emergency lights on because it's an emergency and uh, my wife's running in to get diapers and I see him walking by and I panic and I don't know what to do. I got a kid in the back seat. it's not like I'm parked in the red zone, I'm, and I do, I kind of realized it was him walking past my car a little late, so I, what am I going to do, jump out of the freaking car with my children in it, and say, hey man, let me get a picture, what's up Jaleel 37, get those pics, but so I, I sit there for a second, and now he's walked past my car, I'm like, shit, I'm going to feel stupid if I don't say anything, so he walks by, and I, I roll down the window, and I go, hey Jaleel! And he turns around and he just gives me this kind of real coy side eye look. I go, "Kill it on Sunday, man." And he goes, "Appreciate it, bro." And it was like yes. And I just felt so good. I roll up the window and I sat there. And my wife gets in the car and she's like, and I'm smiling, real ear to ear smile. She's like, "What?" I'm like nothing. Mind your business. And so, since then. I uh, I like to tweet at Jaleel Diala and talk to him about how I've seen him at Target. And I did it like a couple times because it only made me laugh. But I've done it so many times now that I think it's just got to be my thing to where I think eventually he's going to know that, man, This is there's this dude who won't stop talking about how he saw me at Target once. I'm going to read some of the tweets to you. Uh, first one was from October 15th, 2017 at Jaleel Adai. I'm not saying it was all me, but I'm going to pretend I gave you that motivation when I said, what up, what's up at target? Hashtag bolt up. He liked that one. Uh, on October 22nd, 2017, I'm assuming he made a big play or something. That's usually what happened. I, I watch him. I make a big play and then I tweet at him as if he's got his phone on the sidelines. So October 22nd, 2017, I said, Jaleel Adai, I saw you at Target, my dog. Uh, October 29th, it must have made a big tackle because I said, let's go, Jaleel Adai, killing it! Exclamation point. Remember Target? Question mark, question mark, question mark. November 12th, Jaleel, quotations, my guy, end quotes, Adai, three and one since I saw you at Target. Uh, December third. Shut him down, Jaleel. Remember when I saw you at Target? Um, just recently, he went and uh went deep sea fishing on some uh, YouTube show, and he caught this big old shark. And I quote tweeted, and I said, "Man, look at my guy at Jaleel Adai doing his thing, catching these fish, half as good as he catches those pitch picks." Talking about footballs. Uh, thrown by the opposing team. We saw each other at Target once. So far, he's only done that one like. But, um... So that's really how well my comedy... That's probably why I still have 77 followers on Twitter. That's really where my whole... The things that I think that are funny uh, apparently aren't as funny to more people. Otherwise, I have a lot more followers. And uh, this podcast would probably have a lot more listeners. But, um... Yeah, without further ado, let's get into uh, this episode's story. Alright, so uh, for lack of a better term, I'm just going to name this story the Butthole Fingering Video. You'll find out why later. But, so again, this story starts with me being stationed on the ship. And to give you a little bit of context, if you've never been either in the military or or stationed on a small kind of confined unit like that, these units are home to, they're, they're a microcosm for society in that they're home to every sect of society that exists. Every person you've never experienced every weirdo that's out there, every interesting person that's out there, somebody's, you know, used to work for the cartel, somebody is a a grand warlord in Dungeons and Dragons, somebody, you know, I don't know, can bench press 500 pounds. There's a lot of fucking people on these boats, and there's a lot of different people, a lot of weirdos. So my story starts with one I was in a supervisory position on the boat, and I had one female um, subordinate that was very outspoken, Very, some would say maybe loud, I wouldn't say that, but some would say that. She had an issue with going behind people's backs, talking poorly about other people, trying to instigate arguments, and also... She would hold her subordinates to uh, a lot of unfair standards, kind of do pull a lot of rank, as they say, which the reason she would do that is because she was very, very poor at the professional aspects of her job. She was not a great person. And when she though, she knew that she would still try to um, hold people to unfair standards. So the other thing about her is she wasn't very shy about letting people know that she had some sort of interest in them. And mind you, I'm married. I have children. Since she had reported I had been married, I had children. Um, one day, I'm sitting at home, minding my own business with my family, and I receive a text message. It's from this person. Her and I don't fucking text, okay? So we're already red flagged. I look at it and there's an attachment. Okay, maybe it's a funny video. Maybe it's something weird. It's a close-up shot of a s- centered around a f- women's private parts, specifically her butt and her vagina, butthole and vagina, and she's fingering her own butthole. And it takes me a little bit to realize what it is, but I quickly understand that. And so I reply to her and I say, what the fuck did you just send me? That's a verbatim text that I reply. She's very taken aback by my response. She's apologizing. She's, I'm so sorry. This and that. Please delete it. Please delete it. Uh, please delete it. Um, I then kind of remember that there's a guy that she's seeing Who hit the first two letters of his last name are the same as mine. So I'm thinking, okay, probably right next to one another in the contacts. Maybe there was a mistake there. Honest mistake. So I delete it quickly. I kind of reply like, no problem. And then I say something to lighten the mood. Kind of, haha, work's going to be awkward tomorrow. You know, not trying to make a big deal of it. So... That goes under the radar. Not a big deal. I take it as a mistake. Well, um, this girl ends up getting herself into a bit of a trouble. Not only did she have sexual relations with quite a few people on the boat, which is uh, very against policy, but she also, to one of her specific subordinates, would uh, do a little thing that I like to call diddling, which is where he would walk up the ladder well in front of her. And she would check his oil, so to speak. Uh, make sure that he wasn't a quart low. Um, do a little tickle to his uh, between his pickle and his butthole, I guess. Um, he didn't like that. So he quickly reported her. Uh, a lot of stuff came out about her having her other relationships with other people on the boat. And shortly after, it came out that she had sent me... Apparently, they were trying to make a case that she was obsessed with buttholes. Because that's what she... She would tickle this dude's butthole. And she was a pervert over there. And they're trying to make this case. And when they're trying to do that, someone chimes up and goes, Oh, did you hear about the video she sent? So now, I am the lead witness in a butthole perversion Investigation. I get called on my way to work, uh, diverted. Said, "Hey, go over to this base, speak with this investigator." Go, I go. No problem. You got it. I go over there and I talk to this guy, and he's like, "Yeah, no problem. We just want to get some information." I go, "You got it, man. Whatever." Sits me down in a room, soundproof room. There's a camcorder out, the one with the viewfinder, so you know it's serious. Looking at me and one of those big uh, Instagram selfie lights is behind him and this guy's asking me he goes okay can you describe what you saw in the video was there any engagement before what uh, what exactly was it how did you know that basically I'm sitting there for about 30 minutes describing a 20 second clip of a butthole fingering video that I didn't choose to receive to a federal investigator in, into a camcorder with a selfie light on my face, explaining to him what happened. And I'm telling him, I go, dude, I didn't tell anyone because I it was a mistake. I assumed it to be a mistake. I didn't need to embarrass somebody more than I thought they were already embarrassed. There was no need to bring that up. It was an accident. Nothing like that it happened before to me. Nothing ever happened after. They said, okay, cool, no problem. Everything's fine. But the fucked up part is nobody even ever asked me. Doing okay? That was gross, right? You had to see that gross butthole. That wasn't cool. You know, that was unsolicited uh, butthole videos. You, you know, you doing okay? No, nothing like that. They said, on your way. Go back to work, buddy. Deal with it, you know? It's kind of like that scene in Wedding Crashers. Like, oh, a hot old lady made you fill your can, so wouldn't you cry about it, Count Chocula? But that girl, she was found uh, guilty on a lot of the other things that she did. And she was uh, shortly after removed from the military service. And I guess I wish her well. But that's the end of that story. That's the end of the story about how I I got sent a butthole fingering video and then had to go be investigated and uh, tell my story in front of a camcorder. So I hope that you enjoyed that one two. Thanks guys.